0: You're listening to Reflections on Leadership with Carl Bimshaw. This is Carl Bimshaw, and welcome to another edition of Leadership Spotlight, the segment of Reflections on Leadership podcast where I speak with busy professionals in various stages of their career and along different paths in their leadership journey. In this episode, Ruth McAllen. Ruth is focused on recovering from an illness that unexpectedly took her out of her 37-year career in the business world. She has a great perspective on the triumphs and perils of management in a Fortune 500 company. In this wide-ranging conversation, Ruth shares the importance of objectives, listening, organization skills, honest and direct feedback, and navigating internal and external office politics. We also talk about one-on-one meetings for performance, balancing quality control initiatives with common sense, and Ruth drops some sage advice on mentorships. She also shares information about the Butterfly Project, I think you're going to enjoy listening to this jam-packed episode. So let's get started. So who are you and what are you working on?
1: My name is Ruth McCallan. and right now I'm not working for a company. Mm-hmm. I am working on, on myself and uh, some, some things that happened in my personal life that took me away from working at a Fortune 500 company. Yeah. Well,
0: that's, is that good or bad?
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's good. It's good. Yeah. I, I was with a Fortune 500 company for 37 years. Mm-hmm. And so I'm now retired mm-hmm. from that company. And I'm working on um, getting myself stronger. I had a an illness that uh, was unforeseen that took me out of the business world. Mm-hmm. And so right now I'm, uh, I'm just working on getting better and getting stronger.
0: That's the, that's
1: the focus. That's, that's the the focus. my focus for 37 years was always the company and making sure that I was meeting my goals and meeting my objectives and that my, I had a team at one point of about 10 managers making sure that they met all their objectives. There was a couple hundred people in the organization. So it was a a large organization that that I was accountable for. So that was always my focus versus sometimes me and, you know, <laughs> what what was better for me. And so now, you know, that focus is totally turned around. I've done a little
0: yeah. A little shift. Yeah. So you're focusing De- on you, you. Yes. Yes. So, so you've got a little bit of management and leadership experience then?
1: Yes, yes. I, uh, I led a, a very large team in, uh, in the San Diego area, Las Vegas area, Inland Empire area. So I had a, a pretty good geography at one point. And I also had, uh, at one point, I did a region job. So I was in charge of the Western region in terms of operations so I would go into the locations and kind of critique what they were doing sure. and uh, give them my observation of what they could do better and where they weren't doing well. And they would have to present to me, you know, how they were doing in the organization. So, uh, so yeah, I have, I have some good leadership background uh, in terms of making sure that people meet their objectives. Right.
0: And and so you've got a lot of perspective from a lot of different um, management positions in terms of observing people too, from front, front line to, yes. to, to VP to yes. directors and, and, yes. and customers and
1: customers all sorts and of
0: yeah politics and
1: yes a lot of internal and, politics. <laughs> so,
0: what um, what leadership traits do you wish more people would demonstrate if, as you look back on that or even currently?
1: Yeah, I think the biggest thing is a good listener. If you know, if you're just sitting there and telling people instead of listening to this is what's happening in my world, how can you help me? Hmm. And um, I think organization skills, you know, if, if you're if you can't be a leader without having good organization skills. You know, if you're all over the place, then your team is going to be all over the place. Um, able to meet deadlines. And, and hopefully not procrastinate until the last minute and be working until midnight to, to get everything done and meeting or exceeding your organizational objectives so that you know that that person is always going to come through for you as uh, as part of your team. Mm-hmm. And just being able to give honest and direct feedback. And that's, I think, both ways. Uh, I've had good managers that worked for me that I never had to, you know, you're great. You're wonderful. You're doing this, you're doing that, you know, uh, meeting all my goals, meeting all your goals, your employees love you and keep doing what you're doing versus, okay, you're not good in this area. You're not good in that area. But I think the, Managers that I worked with that could also give me feedback Mm -hmm. of you're pushing too hard, you're expecting too much, I'm working too many hours, you have to help me, you know, cut back on my hours because I have a family, I have goals, Mm -hmm. you know, outside of this workplace and I'm taking on too much. So I think, you know, you have to be able to to be able to give that feedback both ways.
0: What's your opinion of if, if, if you have a, a team, I suppose, even if you just have one direct report or somebody working for you as a, as a manager or a leader. Um, what's your opinion of one on ones and the frequency of meeting with people who you work with?
1: It's very important that you have one-on-ones, and it depends on the person how frequently you meet with them. Some people want to meet with you once a week. Some people want to meet with you once a day. I I used to lead a team that was directly in, in front of the customer at the customer site every single day, and all I did every morning was pick up the phone and say, hi, how are you? And that person expected my phone call. Sometimes it was at 8 in the morning, sometimes it was at 10 in the morning, but at least they knew, hey, I'm going to talk to my manager once a day. And when you're leading a team of managers that are managing those kind of people, I think at least once a month, minimum, Mm -hmm. you need to, to get with that person and what's happening. Are you meeting your goals? You know, what can I do to help? What, you know, what's, what are the barriers that you're facing? And it depends on the person. Sometimes it's in a formal environment, you know, sitting at a desk across from each other and, and, you know, you prepare all this paperwork. And then I would find that other people hated preparing all that paperwork and would walk in. And the first thing they'd say is, I don't have all of that stuff ready on paper for you, but I can articulate it to you. Mm -hmm whatever way I think you have to be flexible, what works for that person. And, um, you know, sometimes it was being out in the field with them and driving around and having lunch and having a one-on-one that way. But if if you don't meet with your people, I think that's the first thing that is going to be your barrier to meeting your goals.
0: Hmm. I think that's a great example of of also where you need to, meet people where they are yeah so having enough flexibility in your own management leadership style that you know if you somebody who's like more formal then you can sit in the desk and here you go through the right the management notebook or whatever it might right, be yeah and just like here's all the yeah. things and yes red yellow green and 92 percent and all of that <laughs> And versus other people like you just do the windshield time and yeah. let's just go out and, yeah. and and visit with clients or whatever yeah. it might be and, and show me.
1: Show me. Yeah. You know, get it yeah. off
0: get it off the spreadsheet. Let me right. actually see it. Right. And some people will respond much better with that because they just yeah. aren't gonna do the <laughs> yeah the paperwork. Right. Right. Yeah.
1: And you would find that some people wanted to show you. Let let mm-hmm. me take you out and show you what's happening. Right. at this location and and how I'm succeeding and why I'm succeeding right. and then you could also hear from their team mm-hmm. because you know the other thing was at least in the environment I was in you not only wanted to hear it from your team but you wanted to hear it from the people they were managing right because those were the people that if they weren't succeeding you weren't succeeding mm-hmm and so you know you'd have to sometimes have conversations with them that were good and some conversations that weren't so good sure so i think the hardest part when i look back on what i was doing was giving the honest feedback mm-hmm. and telling people giving people bad news you know i that you know it was unfortunate that sometimes we were downsizing and you had to have the people that weren't doing so well leave the organization. And so the giving the honest feedback is, is the toughest part. And, and I think not only in the work environment, but in your personal relationships, you know, when a friend of yours does something that you don't like, or when you do something that they don't like, you know, it's hard to say, Hey, that, that was, that wasn't cool. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Yeah, it's, it's, it would be strange for, for you to enjoy doing that. Yeah, you know, Letting people know, yes. hey, you know, yeah. you know. <laughs> Hey. You know? Uh, so I think it's human to feel uh, like that's not a great thing, yeah. but it's also crucial. Yeah. And I, I think it's great that you had uh, enough flexibility to be able to, again, it's more like situational leadership, is f- figure out where people are yeah. and do what works with them. Yeah, You also had quite a bit of experience with like quality principles and, and things like that. <laughs> Can you, and this is a little off the cuff maybe, but can you compare and contrast the importance of of quality and doing it right and whether it be a Six Sigma or whatever the flavor of the the month is in terms of accuracy and and, and all that versus or in concert with common sense?
1: Oh, that's a tough one. If you're not, if you don't have a quality product that you're, Providing to the customer, no matter if it's one-on-one with the customer or um, you're putting together a plan Mm -hmm. and then somebody else has to implement it. If you miss steps in that process, then the people that are implementing that process aren't going to succeed. Mm -hmm. So... You, you have to look at it systematically and say, what do I need to do first? What do I need to do second? You know, what's the outcome of that going to be kind of sometimes ask yourself why, you know, give that, that's when your common sense comes in mm-hmm. of, you know, why am I doing that? Is, is that going to provide what I need to, to the customer? Um cutting corners to me in common sense Mm -hmm. is going to end up costing you more in the long run than doing it right the first time. Mm -hmm. So to me, sometimes some of the people that you think have common sense, I think the the other thing (laughs) is, (laughs) the other thing is your term, you know what you think of common sense and what I think of common sense may be two different things. So, To me, you don't drive your car knowing that you have, you know, half a mile to go and you have an empty gas tank. So let me see if I can make that half a mile. And, (laughs) oh, gee, I ran out of gas. Um, Maybe I should have gone and filled up my gas tank before I, you know, did anything else the night before. Because, you know, most of the time you look at your car and go, okay, what am I going to do tomorrow? Do I have enough gas to get me there? Yeah. So if if you're you're always cutting corners and trying to to make sure that you know okay well I'll I'll get to that tomorrow I'll get to that tomorrow Hmm. eventually you know that's where your organization skills I think come in in terms of uh, you know making sure that everything is ready and there for whoever's gonna do the job for you the next time. Right. Uh, you know, whether it be, is there enough money in your checkbook to pay all your bills? You know, yep. common sense. So, you know, especially <laughs> at this point, you used to be able to write a check yeah. and go, okay, I got three days <laughs> could... before that check is going to clear yeah. and I get paid on Friday. Yeah. So I can write that check to the person on Wednesday and they'll know that you know, the money's there. Well, that doesn't happen anymore. No. You know,
0: I... Know. I Venmo right now. Yeah,
1: I Venmo. <laughs> I You know, I wrote a check to somebody last week and by five o- at noon and by five o'clock that night, it was cleared out of my bank account. Yeah. So, you know, you, you've got to make sure maybe it's that, that organization, that proactiveness. Yeah. Um, and in terms of quality, that is is making sure that you don't put the cart before the horse, yeah. you know, you have to have, okay, what, what's our vision? What, what are we, what product are we putting out and then make sure that you're following a good process yeah. to get that product out to the market.
0: Yeah, I, I think we stumbled on a great process right there of, of, for everything. What, what do I need to do tomorrow? And do I have enough fuel? Yeah. Yeah. You know, did you get enough sleep? Are you eating right? You got, you know, are you up to the challenges? Right. Or was it, you know, so it's right. kind of pre-planning. Yeah, all of that. it's all the the pre-planning. Look at you with life advice. Ruth? Oh,
1: wow. Pretty scary.
0: <laughs> <laughs> One other aspect on the on the quality, and you touched on it a little bit. And I wanted, from a leadership or management standpoint, how do you? And maybe you touched on it, but let's talk a little bit more. How do you deal with those who are like hard charging, very results driven? Let's just go through it who will ignore maybe, again, the common sense or the process or skip a few steps just because they want that result right away um, or want to implement it real fast or, versus those who are then are like a little bit too much on the analysis paralysis. you got kind of these competing forces. How do you how do you balance those two and find value and silence one or speed up another speed one? Up or the whatever? other
1: one. I think that all goes back to the one-on-ones is you, you have to know everyone on the team has a strength. Mm-hmm. And I think that if you've got the one person that is just results driven and challenging driven and going and going and, you know, not looking at the quality piece, you almost try to put those two people together mm-hmm. and get a mentor and try to get one to mentor the other because sometimes as a manager you can't mentor your per, your people because you're you're coaching them already you're already their mentor because they're doing all the things for you that are in their objectives so if you find that person another mentor that can help them with their weaknesses and say you know, Carl, you're really good at X, Y, Z. And John, you're really good at ABC. Now let's get the two of you together mm-hmm. so that the whole alphabet gets done. Right. And, and when I think back to some of the mentors I had, they really did help me in my weaknesses. And thinking back On, I mean, we, we had all of these quality processes and we had um, objectives we had to make and we had, um, oh God, I can't think of what the the name of the process was that they used to come out when they, when they were doing the inspection, Mm -hmm. let's put it that way. And so we would have to present to a group of people, all of these. Processes that we were doing. And so my manager at the time mentored me with somebody else. And when I think back, that person really did teach me how to do a lot of the things, a lot of the organization, a lot of the documentation, you know, because sometimes you don't want to document everything, you just want to go and do it. So they, inadvertently set me up with that person knowing that that person's going to teach me how to do something that was my weakness. And so I know a lot of the times, depending on the business environment you're in, they say to you, go find a mentor or, you know, have somebody else that you can run things by. Mm -hmm. And through my entire career and it changed all the time because my goals changed, my, uh, my job changed. So I didn't need that person as my mentor anymore because they helped me get to the next step. So I think that, that that's an important piece in helping just keeping your quality of your outcome and, finding somebody that will give you some honest feedback one on one that's not your boss.
0: Sure. So this is probably a silly question based on everything that's been said but do you consider yourself a leader and have you always?
1: I don't know if I always. I think that it it just evolved as, you know, like I said I was with this company for 37 years, so, you know, when I first came in, I came in at, you know, the bottom of the company. Mm-hmm. And, and I rose up to a director level and and into a region level for, for a while and then went back to a director level. And um, my leadership came because of the people that I think I surrounded myself with and the managers that were in the organization at the time were bringing people up through the organization. And so then my leadership just evolved and, um, and I would, I would surround myself with good people. I think if you don't surround yourself, I, I look back on some of the managers that I hired and I go, why did I hire that person that, you know, you, I did it because I had to fill a job at the time and that was the best person to put in the job at the time. Mm-hmm. But if you really step back and say, Would I do that again? I go, no, you know, that that was not the right person to put in the job. Yeah. But if you surround yourself with really good people, then you succeed. And then your leadership just starts to evolve because the the other leaders in the organization look at your organization and say oh you're meeting all your goals you're meeting all your expectations you know now let's rise that person up to a next level mm-hmm. and the the great thing was when i saw my team going to the next level so as much as i didn't want that person to leave my team
0: right.
1: they were Absolutely. leaving because they were receiving a promotion. They, they were, you know, getting, Mm -hmm. getting more education, getting more money, getting more, you know, whatever. And, um, and so that was, that was the fun part of the leadership is, is seeing your people succeed. Yeah.
0: What gets in the way or has gotten in the way of your self leadership?
1: Um, I think illness accidents, um, you know, the unforeseen things that, that you, you don't think are going to happen in, in your life or in your, uh, in your sphere of influence that all of a sudden you have to stop and take a break and go, okay, I can't, I can't do both anymore. Mm -hmm. You know, something has to give is I, I always wanted to give 110% and you know, at, at, one point I finally had to say, okay, enough is enough. I, I can't work those 12 hour (laughs) days
0: anymore. Well, you've been chock full of uh, some leadership lessons and all that, but do you have any others or any uh, success rituals or things like that, that others might be able to learn from?
1: Um, Well, my success ritual was always in, in how I approached the day. I always, I got up early, I worked out, I got some energy and I was ready to start the day. Um, coffee obviously, you know, helps in that. (laughs) But I always found that if I didn't take time out for myself in the morning, by the time the day was over, whether it was five o'clock at night, seven o'clock at night, whatever, I was too tired to go do anything that was me time. So I always tried to take the morning, you know, before work and, okay, what do I have to do today? Get myself all organized and, you know, made sure that I was up and ready for the challenge of the day. But I think, you know, knowing your company, knowing the goals, knowing the objectives, whether it is a fortune 500 company or a small company, when, when I walk into businesses today, I can tell whether or not an employee is happy working there
0: mm-hmm.
1: or whether they're just there because they're getting the paycheck. Yeah. And so I think just knowing, you know, why are you there? Why are you getting up in the morning? Why are you working? What are your objectives for the day? Mm-hmm. Uh, really helps set the tone of, are you going to be a positive person or are you going to just you know, be a body that's there that day. Um, And, and ensuring your team understands um, what qualities are, are necessary, how their people are doing, and that their employees are understanding what, what their goals are. And, and then just back to the listening. I mean, if, if you're not listening
0: to your people, you're never going to be a good leader. Yeah. We see that time and again. No. Yeah, <laughs> you know it's so funny when you, you say about when you, you walk into a place, you can tell who wants to be there or not. Yeah, it, it's it's kind of like smokers they who are who are trying to pretend that they don't smoke. And it's like you know I I can smell it on you. I can smell <laughs> it. <I> you. Can <laughs> smell. Yeah,
1: you smell like you yeah. just went outside and noticed. No, that. I was with a bunch of other smokers. Yeah, yeah.
0: So uh, yeah, it's just uh, it's back to you know everyone knows. Yeah. So yeah, you know, stop faking it.
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs>
0: Well, Ruth, so what's on the horizon for you now that interests you or kind of what's next or what are you?
1: Well, I think um, right now I'm not planning to go back into the business world. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, that could always change. Who knows? You know, you never really know what's going to happen tomorrow. Um, But uh, I'm doing some volunteer work right now. And an organization that is really near and dear to my heart is called the Butterfly Project. And um, they're, they're trying to make children aware of what happened in the Holocaust and that there were a million and a half children that died in the Holocaust. But they're, uh, they're trying to do that in a positive manner, if you mm-hmm. can call it, that there's a positiveness there. But that with all the, the hate and the disruption that's going on in the world, that you really need to be an upstander, not let people bully you. And, um, that if you do have people, you know, let people tell you what to do, that there is going to be a bad consequence to that. Mm -hmm. And so they're, they're showing people that this is what happened, you know, 75 years ago. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, here's where it, it, there's a lot of things are, that are happening in today's world that are a lot like that. And you know, don't be part of that. Be be part of of positiveness in the world. Hmm. And um, and so I'm I'm working with that organization and uh, trying to get the word out there that uh, that we need to make this a better place to to live and
0: yeah. and uh, and work. Yeah, sounds like a great project. Yeah. Well, Ruth, thanks so much for stopping by.
1: You're welcome. Thank you for, uh, for asking me. It was, uh, it was fun.
0: Thank you to Ruth McAllen for sharing her thoughts, experiences, and valuable insights on leadership. Please be sure to check out the Butterfly Project and lend your support if you can. If you enjoyed this or any of our past episodes, you can get the word out by subscribing and leaving a five-star review. Encourage your friends and colleagues to do the same, and you can keep the conversation going by sending us your voice comments. Check out the show notes to learn how and for other helpful links for tons of free and nearly free tools available on the Carl Bimshaw Consulting website. And yes, my latest books are on Amazon.com for those of you who want to manage better and lead well. This is Carl Bimshaw saying thank you for listening, and until next time, keep advancing confidently in the direction of your dreams and help others along the way. Carl Bimshaw Consulting is the San Diego-based leadership development and accountability firm that helps busy professionals in leadership roles to strengthen their levels of confidence and support so that they can manage better and lead well. Their products and services are for people who believe in better leadership and want candid, flexible, and affordable leadership advice and direction. Visit CarlBimshawConsulting.com today and start acting on purpose.